What's up? This is your host, Cyrus King. This is another political ramble. And this podcast episode, I'm going to t- react to the Democratic debates on PBS in California. This, I don't expect. This was an interesting debate because it was in California. So normally, well, a lot of times the tone of the debate usually is kind of set by whichever network is given it. So if it's Fox, MSNBC, CNN, it's going to have a certain tone, then also compounded by which city is in. So California, PBS. And I actually think the questions tonight were some of the best out of considering like compared to the other debates, right? Now, we've also only had seven people on stage, which is the smallest. I mean, at one time we had 20 people on stage. So this debate had a different feel. But let's be honest, there's also five days before Christmas on PBS. And I don't really expect a lot of people to have... I actually... Very few people, like, unless you're a political geek, like me, other people who make political, political, political podcasts, I don't really expect you to even know there was debate. Even on Twitter. Normally, my Twitter feed, my, my political blog, it's normally... My political Twitter, I should say. It's, it's, it's usually active on the debates. But I didn't really see too as many people commenting on it as I normally did. Um, you know, it just kind of makes sense. Was this, this like the fifth debate? And you know, it's a timing too. The twentieth is like people are kind of distracted. So that take that into consideration as well. So normally, when you have a debate, people say, "Who's the winners? Who's the losers?" I don't really think there's really any losers. I mean, if you want to say, I would say Pete probably lost, but I don't really think there's any losers in this one at all. I don't, I think when you have a debate like this, you know, it's in California. So California is a very liberal state. I mean, this is democratic convention, of course. I mean, this is democratic debates, of course, but for the most part, a lot of questions were about nuclear energy, climate change. It was a welcome. It was a welcome change of direction. I have to admit, and those are things that because I find when we go on MSNBC, even even on MSNBC sometimes, which is supposed to be the liberal network, right? But definitely, if you had Fox, you have CNN, CNN, we, we got that for sure. Where the questions tend to be from right wing talking points. So even if they're talking about things like like healthcare, it's a very adversarial relation, like tone. When they ask, when the moderators ask the questions, right? And, you know, it's, it's natural because, I mean, I understand that because the corporate Democrats or the mainstream candidates are not liberal, right? Oh, well, excuse me. They're not progressive. So you kind of expect them to have a more centrist talking points. But, I mean, sometimes CNN especially, like, it's, it's some... Most of the time, the questions are actually from right-wing talking points, which I find very strange because that will make more sense if we were in a general election. But, of course, because the networks tend to be in bed with the more mainstream candidate. See, and this is not a conspiracy. Like, you know, sometimes when people say this, they tend to kind of have like a tone where they're kind of pushing conspiracy. No, this is just reality in the sense that Washington tends, well, politics tend to be Center in Washington, the media is in New York, right? And they have, I mean, the city's only three hours away from each other. And 
for the most part, they're not going to really support outsider candidates. So when Andrew Yang wasn't getting as much press as some of the people who support him, who called himself the Yang Gang, would have liked, it makes sense because he's not really from Washington. He's not an insider. So the same thing, even, even though a guy like Bernie Sanders might be obviously a senator, doesn't matter because he's kind of independent running on a Democratic platform. He's still not a Democratic insider. So Washington New York had that relationship. So it's, it's kind of like you're not in that circle. So when they're giving you coverage, they're probably going to go with the people who are from their circle. You could look at it as a conspiracy, and sometimes it is, of course. You know, we have you know lobbying money and things like that. You know, if if, if uh, insurance companies donating to you, you're probably not going to be for Medicare for all. Of course, I'm not saying it's, it's coincidence that some people get better press than others, but there's a lot of other fact. There's a lot of factors besides just a conspiratorial theory, right? There's a lot of other factors by why somebody would get better coverage. So for me, you know, Tulsi Gabbard was in this debate. We also, this is the week of impeachment as well. So there's a lot of other things going on, which kind of, for me personally, kind of made the debate, it, it flowed well, but it felt flat in the sense that you didn't really, there was no movement, right? If I had to pick a loser, okay, I'll say Pete Buttigieg lost. Right, because he who's been who's getting attacked by Amy Klobuchar. I mean, he didn't really, you know. Pete has a way of Pete has a way of 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 sounding like he answers things without really answering it. But he came off more defensive. You know, Pete usually, I mean, Pete, I mean Amy Klobuchar even brought up the fact that I mean he's, he, I mean, I mean he's kind of in this, a mayor of a small town and he hasn't even got a lot of things accomplished in his town, his city, right? I mean, I'm saying town, but it's kind of like a small city. And in, I think what Klobuchar hitting them kind of showed is that he might have problems being electable. In the sense that he hasn't accomplished. Like, the thing is, okay, people can say, well, Donald Trump, hasn't. he wasn't a politician. Yeah, but Donald Trump was a billionaire. Mayor Pete, I mean, remember, part of Mayor Pete's, what is, appeal to donors was because he is from the Midwest and the Democrats lost the Midwest. You know, the Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio is where they lost, and those are places Obama won. So because of that, him being a mayor of a Midwest city or town, that's what only that's one of the main reasons why he's appealing. He's basically a Democrat in a red state. In the end. That's it. Right? I mean, so when you see people like the man in New York, Bill de Blasio, I mean, he's this man in New York. He didn't get any traction. Why? Because New York's a liberal state. And you don't really need New York. Because they're going to vote liberal anyway. But what that shows, if you're a man of a small city, like even, even Barack Obama, he went from committee organizer to freaking in, in the Senate. Right? And a lot of times, that's important. Because Mayor Pete is young. And he doesn't even really even have policies. Like, you know, Elizabeth Warren, she's more for really tax. I mean, really, her strength is really more like taking on Wall Street, banking corruption, right? Bernie Sanders, healthcare. Tulsi Gabbard, when she was there, foreign policy. Andrew Yang, his UBI, freedom dividends, right? Even when, even, even when people like Cory Booker were there, he was like prison reform. Julian Castro was uh, immigration reform. 
everyone sort of has their own little niche. Mayor Pete doesn't have a niche. Mayor Pete's niche is, I just want to run for president. That's it. I want to be president. I'm egotistical. That's all his niche is. So he got high because the mainstream loved him. Not the mainstream people. The Mr. Establishment. The media. He had the most donors on everyone. So that's the main reason why he rose a little bit. But he doesn't really have policy. So when people start attacking him, there's not... his Right now, Mayor Pete's policy is, I am not Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. I'm more the sane one. And, and we will have a little bit of discussion with that in this debate because Mayor Pete was basically, you know, talking about free colleges. He's not really for it because he doesn't want to have rich people go to college for free. I mean, it's just really like, I wonder, rich people do not go to public colleges, right? They don't go to public schools. They don't, right? And Mayor Pete knows, this is, this is his conjecture, he knows what he's doing. Because he knows, Mayor Pete, I mean, to be honest, when Pete Buttigieg started attacking Medicare for All, and mind you, I'm not even for Medicare for All, right? So I'm just looking at this as an independent observer, and I'm not for Medicare for All. But I'm looking at this as Democratic primaries, and this is what the Democratic constituents seem like they want, right? So he, when he started attacking it, it started going on the polls, I'm not saying maybe he's a chosen horse, but he basically this is what his stick is. He's 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 the mainstream candidate who's an alternative to Joe Biden, right? So when you look at man, so when you look at Pete now, he's in a he's he's in a tough spot because he hasn't really gained traction. Like the thing is, he had a lot of I mean, because when you look at him, right? Not only is he just the mayor of a small city. He hasn't really accomplished much. He doesn't even... See, the thing is, he doesn't come off authentic. So, I have seven people on stage. Tom Steyer even did better than Mayor Pete. Literally. Tom, and Tom Steyer, I mean, he just basically just went into, you know, climate change. Right? That was, no, this is in California. So, when Mayor Pete's talking, he's in a tough spot. Because the more he talks now... No policies. People once people attack him, and he and because Mayor Pete, people the judge kind of ran on this thing of you know he's smart, he's articulate, he's kind of like the new Obama, but it's not really clicking because there's a few. I mean, honestly, I mean he doesn't have the black vote and democracy. The black vote is not as I mean it is important, but for the general election it's one thing, right? For it's one thing for general election, but for the Democratic primary, it's everything. So he's doing really bad with that. So for him to be Obama, Obama won Iowa, lost New Hampshire, won South Carolina. South Carolina is a huge African-American population. I I keep forgetting, I think he won Nevada. If he didn't win Nevada, no, he didn't win Nevada. I thought I remember Hillary Clinton did better with with Latinos. So then it was 2-2. So Mayor Pete, I mean... Is he really even trying to win? I mean, if he wins Iowa, I guess his... If I was his team, they probably have this strategy. If he could win Iowa, then maybe he'd get some traction in New Hampshire. But he's probably not even trying to win. Like, out of the four states before Super Tuesday, New Hampshire, Iowa, Nevada, South Carolina, 
I don't know how much how much they'll maybe try to win. You figure one out of four, obviously. I don't think he's crazy enough to say he can win two out of four. But we in Iowa. Iowa's huge. It sets, it sets a lot of momentum. I mean, maybe he might say he he could win New Hampshire. He knows he's not going to win South Carolina. And he's not really doing great with, with Hispanics either, so he's not going to win Nevada. So I don't, his strategy doesn't really, it's, I mean, because even Iowa and New Hampshire, is he really going to vote for them? That's a long shot. So I don't really know. I mean, I think we're coming to see the end of Pete. Pete, the thing about interesting about Pete is Pete, his audience crosses over Elizabeth Warren. See, the, the problem with Pete and Elizabeth Warren, both of even Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, I'm going to be honest. If you're voting for them, you're probably not gonna change your mind. They seem to be when they do, when they do polls, those tend to be the, the voters that don't change. They don't budge. They're staying with those guys, right? Now, when it comes to Elizabeth Warren and Pete, no, only out of their voters tend to be like thirty percent is convinced of about Pete or Elizabeth Warren. The other seventy percent is kind of like in a wait and see. So to me, the election is gonna be won out of Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg. Not that they're gonna win. But their followers, people who are voting for them, because I think Biden has his people, Bernie has his people, even though they said Bernie started to make inroads in South Carolina. Because here's the thing, when you look at this, if you, I'm going to be honest, if Joe Biden wins even Iowa or New Hampshire, he wins the presidential. I, I'm, remember I said this, if he wins Iowa or New Hampshire, he wins the presidential Dominique, because he's going to get South Carolina. He's going to get South Carolina. I don't think he's going to get Nevada. But if he just wins one of those, if he wins both of them, it's over. But I think if he wins one of those and gets South Carolina and kind of goes two states out of four like a Barack Obama did, yeah, I think he's on his way to winning. I think this is what's important for Bernie. Now, now, now we can flip it. If Bernie wins one of those two, if he wins two out of two, that's incredible. Bernie's probably going to win Nevada. Bernie's doing the best with, with Hispanics out of everyone. So he's probably going to get Nevada. If I was Bernie's team, I mean, South Carolina, they put a lot of energy into, into it. And I do admit, if Bernie just wins Iowa and New Hampshire, and then wins one of those two, and then wins Nevada, and gets those two, I still don't know. If you ask me, what's the chance of Bernie being Joe Biden with two states out of the four, the first primaries, I would still say 50-50. It's crazy. If Joe Biden wins two states, 100% chance you don't win. That's the crazy part. Elizabeth Warren sort of is in this, the same category. I just don't, I just don't, I just don't really see Elizabeth Warren. I think she's fading. Like I think it's between Biden and Sanders. So both candidates did good in the debates. To be honest, Joe Biden kind of messed up in the immigration. I mean, he kind of he was asked about reparations and he talked about immigration. I didn't get that part at all. But other than that, he was fine. Not that his answers are great, but he didn't mess up. At this point, all Joe Biden has to do is just not mess up. Bernie Sanders, I mean, he definitely had a good night. Definitely had a good night. I would say Elizabeth Warren, she's neutral. She didn't win, she didn't lose. She didn't really do anything to stick out. And I think that's what's going to be Elizabeth Warren's problem. Now, Elizabeth Warren, the same thing. There's a scenario where she could easily... I mean, well, when if like Elizabeth Warren doesn't really do good with black voters. She, Hispanics is a little bit better, but not as great either. So Nevada and South Carolina, she was probably never going to get. It's really New Hampshire and Iowa for her. 
And because Pete hurts her, like, yeah. Like, if Elizabeth Warren... I can tell you right now. Because Bernie Sanders... If, even if Bernie Sanders only won Nevada... And came in second in the other three, four, in the other three states... It's a chance. I wouldn't say 50% anymore. It's, you know, probably 30% chance he could beat Joe Biden. Elizabeth Warren needs... No question. If you want to say Elizabeth Warren's going to win... She has to win Iowa and New Hampshire. And this is in my opinion. And I don't see that happening. I just don't see it happening. So, you know, the debates was okay. I mean, no harm done. No one really, other than Pete, Pete got to take a little beat. I mean, even Omi, Amy Klobuchar, I guarantee the general elect, the mainstream media is going to say how great o- Amy Klobuchar has done. They're going to say how great she's done. I don't know if I said this on this podcast. I have never met an Amy Klobuchar supporter other than Bill Maher when, she's, when, when, when he kind of made a comment well she's perfect never never online never in real life so I at this point prefer Mike Bloomberg to be on the debate station over, um, than Amy Klobuchar but Amy Klobuchar had a good night I do admit not from my angle but I know if I'm saying she had a decent night I know mainstream is going to say she had a great night so I would say for sure this is going to this debate all it really did, and I, and I actually, before I, I um, go, I would say this. Andrew Yang had a really good night, believe it or not. He didn't, still didn't get that much talking time, but Andrew Yang had a really good night. He seemed like he's getting more comfortable with answering questions. And I'm going to talk more about this with Andrew Yang, but I think Andrew Man, Yang represents things that Democrats are ignoring. But I'm going to get to that in another podcast. He, did, he had a really good night, though, in my opinion. I don't know how much it's gonna help in the polls, but he definitely has shown that he's supposed to be here. He even had a point where I liked his answer on climate change. I liked his answer. Well, it was kind of climate change, but it's kind of talking about nuclear power plants. But I really liked his answer on Hong Kong, right? And you know, Joe Biden was talking about Hong Kong, talking about boosting the naval, uh, our maritime forces. And Andrew Yang was like, "Look, problem with like." And I just noticed from studying the region, China is competing with America, but not really militarily. It's kind of more competing with technology. We just can't compete with their ability to accumulate data and AI, right? We're behind. That's how they're beating us. So, so when Joe Biden is talking about the military, and even when there's a lot of emphasis on trade deals, and Trump is hard, it's tough on China, or he's not tough on China, at this point, China and America's economies are so linked. Anyone talking about Restricting how, how much we do business with them, it's not really being realistic at this point. It's not. So I think Andrew Yang had the best answer on China as well and the Hong Kong. So he had a really good night. I mean, people may not say that because he didn't talk, he still didn't, he still talked, to, he spoke the least amount of time. I think Bernie Sanders had the most speaking time, 20 minutes. Joe Biden had 15. Yang had about six and a half. But he made the most that he did with a six and a half, and you could tell he's getting used to it. So, not a ramble, but just a recap. Cyrus King for a political ramble. Till next time, peace.